0: Welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast that's packed with stuff to do. We've got a new addition to Activity Quest this week. Producer Meg is off to the Museum of Science and Industry in Manchester. Adam's got a list of events from across the UK. And in the section of the show where you get crafty, we're making Santa Slime. <laughs> So every episode of Activity Quest starts with a Fun Kids presenter doing something awesome. Let me introduce you to Meg. She is awesome, obviously. She's a producer at Fun Kids and today she's off to the Science and Industry Museum. It's in the heart of Manchester and they're all about events that change the world. Today I am at the Science and Industry Museum in
1: Manchester. Now Manchester became a city during the Industrial Revolution which started in 1760 and that was because lots of cotton mills appeared that would make Textiles and clothes. Now, some of the machines that were used in the 1700s and 1800s are here at the Science and Industry Museum. And I've got Hannah from the Science and Industry Museum to show me some of the machines. So, Hannah, the first machine you're going to show me is this massive one here. And I've been told I need to cover my ears because it is very loud.
2: is actually uh, one of the last machines that you would use in the process of turning cotton into cloth. So it's a weaving machine, it's called the Power Loom, um, it's kind of the uh, one of the workhorses of the industrial revolution it's basically used for churning out massive massive amounts of cotton cloth which could be used to make anything uh, from napkins to knickers so we'd love to run that machine for folks it's very very loud um, when you're up close and personal to it you can definitely imagine the noise of thousands of those machines thundering away in a weaving shed well, and that would mean that a lot of people who worked
1: in the mills would have their hearing damage now i believe that that is how the term cloth ears came about because people have been making cloth and losing their hearing so if you've ever been called a clothier, maybe by your mum or dad or grandma or granddad then that came from the industrial revolution i've got my eyes on this massive machine here so hannah can you tell me a little
2: bit about this one yeah so that machine is our spinning mule that's actually the biggest one that we can turn on for folks which is is wonderful Um, it's a fantastic visual if you come to the museum and see it in action Um, and that's a spinning machine so it's basically used uh, for twisting the cotton Uh, and the reason that's so important is because you need to twist cotton to add the strength to it otherwise your clothes would basically blow away in the wind Um, so it comes just before the power loom Uh, you get thread out of the end of it Um, yeah beautiful machine
1: You can hear just how loud that machine is and you can see that it's moving forward and backwards in this sweeping motion um, and the thread is getting tighter and tighter as it goes round. It's really cool to think that cotton comes kind of fluffy like a cotton bud and then it gets spun around until it makes something that is really thick and strong like thread. Um, And all the machines, you can see them go from the pure cotton that would be picked in fields to the thread that makes our cloves. The Industrial Revolution happened all over the United Kingdom but in places like Manchester and Lancashire there was a lot of factories popping up more than anywhere else in the country. Now Hannah, is there a particular reason why the northwest of England
2: was home to more factories than anywhere else? So the cotton industry is really the main reason why Manchester became the city that it is today. Um, One of the reasons, strangely enough, is that we have the perfect climate for processing cotton because you need it to be just be damp and humid enough in the air for the cotton fibers to sort of stick together a little bit. Um, It just makes it a lot easier when you're processing all sorts of different fibers. Um, We also have a lot of uh, fast flowing rivers, which is great for powering the water wheels in those first factories. We also have um, trade connections to the docks in Liverpool and to all over the world. Activity Quest
1: is a kids' podcast. Would kids have had to do any of this in the Industrial Revolution? Absolutely,
2: they would. In fact, if anyone listening is older than five, then you would be old enough to clean machines in the factories. So probably better off going to school. Don't worry, though. In 1833, they brought out new laws. They said, this is terrible. We can't have five-year-olds cleaning machines anymore. So from then on, you had to be nine years old. Not actually much better, probably. But moving slowly in the right direction. And would it have been easy work, hard work? Definitely not. So thinking about our spinning mule, it's this massive machine. It's got a great big carriage that rolls forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards. And your job would have actually been to crawl underneath the machine, clean the floor, pick up any bits of cotton, um, and try not to get squashed by the machine on its way back in. Thank you so much Hannah
1: for showing us those machines today. They are so cool to listen to but they're really really interesting to see work as well so if you get a chance to come down to the Science and Industry Museum I would really recommend it. All the history around the Industrial Revolution is so fascinating. They also have a new display that is a temporary display that you're about to show me and I'm looking at it now and it's like this big moving sculpture of a train journey with these characters in it and it's all made out of recycled and antique pieces you can hear the machine moving in the background now can you tell me a little bit more about this
2: machine is called A Quiet Afternoon in the Cloud Cuckoo Valley and it's actually a sculpture where you can see a train uh, pulling carriages with its passengers uh, and one of the sights that the passengers might have seen on their fictional journey through a valley and what we love to talk about is how this machine looks so different from the textiles machines because those ones do a job they make cotton for us this one isn't making anything so you might think it, it's not really doing anything but of course when you look at it you know you feel curious and, and interested and um it's just it's just so much fun and and that's that's kind of the point it looks like something out of a tim burton movie doesn't it well it's funny you should mention movies actually because it was made by roland emmett who was uh, an engineer and a scientist but also an artist and a cartoonist um and if anyone listening has seen the movie chitty chitty bang bang he actually made all of the weird and wonderful. Wonderful machines uh, in that movie oh I love that that's such a cool fact I'm gonna have to go back and watch the movie now so I can see all the stuff in it um, how long is this exhibit on for yeah, the sculpture is gonna be here until spring so definitely come and have a look over the over the winter months
1: now I've got one more thing that I'd like to do before I go and that is pick up a car which I believe you can do at the Science and Industry Museum So we've found the Mini, you're going to help me to pick it up, but I don't really understand. I'm not that strong, so how am I going to pick up this Mini? So, as you can see, our mini here is held up, and we have got some a series of gears at the bottom. And if we spin round this handle, we're moving around a big gear. But if we're passing on the energy, we're passing on the energy to each gear along, which essentially helps move this mini up and down. So by turning this handle, we're passing the energy along and lifting that mini up and down. So we can show just how strong we all are. This is amazing. I feel like we're gonna take a video and show it to all our family at Christmas and show just. <laughs> how strong I am! Yeah, you
2: definitely should. Yeah,
1: if you want to feel that strong, then get yourself down to the Museum of Science and Industry in Manchester. I could have honestly spent all day at the Science and Industry Museum. There was so much to do. It was so much fun. Um, thank you so much to Lucy and Hannah for showing us around. And if you do want to go to the Science and Industry Museum, then in the winter holidays, it is open every single day from 10 till 5, except for Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day and the 1st of January. Tickets are completely free and you can book a ticket at www.scienceandindustrymuseum.org.uk. And if you do go, don't forget to say activity quest send you.
3: Thanks, Meg. It's time for some events from across the country. First up, don your deer stalker and dive into the world of Sherlock with immersive sets and environments from the show as you work together as a team to solve mysteries and puzzles before the time runs out. Sherlock, the live game, is a 100-minute immersive escape experience for teams of four to six people. It's all happening on the ground floor of the West 12 shopping centre in Shepherd's Bush. Thegameisnow.com is the place to... find out more. To be or not to be? That is the question or the question could also be should we visit Shakespeare's Globe? It's a reconstruction of the playhouse for which William Shakespeare wrote his plays and there's loads on. You could see a show, you could go on a tour and find out more about the playwright. Shakespeare's Globe.com is the place to take your pick from everything that they've got to offer. And if you're in and around Bristol pay a visit to Durham Park. It's a national trust site, meaning members get in for free and it's a huge country house. Right now you can find out about some Christmas traditions, enjoying back in the 17th century and stretch your legs in the parkland there too.
0: As always, remember to check before you travel and book in advance where you can. And whatever you do, tell them Activity Quest sent you. You can also leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. Now, Santa slime, anyone?
4: Today, I'm going to tell you how to make super fluffy Santa slime. You heard that exactly right. Santa slime. It would make an amazing present if you're seeing someone between now and Christmas, or even afterwards... Slime is for all year, not just for Christmas. It's really easy as well. All you need is a glass jar, which is what you're going to put the slime in, red glitter glue, uh, baking soda, uh, and contact solution. Sounds weird. Bear with me. Uh, You'll also need a measuring cup, like a mug. You'll need a bowl to mix everything in. uh, And this is very important. Um, You need the help of a grown-up. Things get quite sticky and slippery. It's slime after all. You always need a grown-up on hand when you're doing this. Uh, Here's how you make the slime. Tip one cup of the glitter glue into a clean bowl. Then add one teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda, also called baking soda. Uh, Get messy. Get your hands inside. Mix them all together. Remember to do all of this with a grown-up nearby. Uh, Then you add one tablespoon of contact lens solution. Uh, Mix with a spoon until it starts to become stringy and it comes away from the edges of the bowl. Now, at this stage... You need to take it out of the bowl uh, and mash it between your hands. Now, it it will start sticking to them at first, but don't worry about that. After about 20 seconds, it kind of firms up and it sticks only to itself, becoming elastic and super stretchy. Now, if for some reason it's still a little bit too sticky, uh, add just a few more drops of the contact lens solution you put in earlier until it's just right, just sticky enough. Now be careful, as too much of that solution will make it become brittle and it will snap. And that's the first half done, all right? Have a little break. Have a Christmas chocolate, it's okay. So you've just made the most super stretchy glittery slime ever. Now you need something to put it in. Get a glass jar then put the slime in the jar and now you can get crafty maybe you can cut out a black card about an inch thick wrap it round with a little gold marker draw a belt buckle and then you've got santa's belt Uh, you could even give it a christmas hat out of some felt and add a pom-pom go wild with it the choice is absolutely up to you it's your santa slime if you're feeling super festive maybe you could repeat the slime making bit with green glitter glue and gold too and put them all in different jars Uh, and there you have it well done you have completed it your very own Santa Slime
0: so much fun and i know how popular slime is as well so hopefully you were loving that at home and of course we've given you stuff to do now it's your turn to go and do it no excuses here remember there are loads of episodes of activity quest that you can go back and listen to anytime you like if you're after some more suggestions just scroll back in your podcast app and pick an episode you fancy whatever you do and however you do it tell us at funkidslive.com slash activity quest and remember to rate review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it i'm bex and this has been a podcast from the uk's children's radio station fun kids listen to me on your dab digital radio online on the free fun kids mobile app and on your smart speaker just say play fun kids every weekday from 4 p.m see you then
3: The Space Programme is a Baffled Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying Play Fun Kids and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com.